never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Hi guys, welcome back to NEF Inspiration. Today is another day for an interview. And I'm really, really excited because I'm a guy who is like the proverbial energizer bunny. Running, 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 running. Kaboom. So the boom and bust lifestyle, that describes me to a T. And I thought it's, I'm quite special with that. No, turns out no, because my guest today, Shani Quinn, is like me. She is an energizer bunny who has achieved since 2007 so much. She has been going out there, taking the world on <laughs> until <laughs> a little, little thing like a boom happened. And we both are the masters of boom and bust. So today we will be very honest and talking about uh, our our uh, our workaholic lifestyle and our the risk for burnout. So Shani, I'm so grateful that you're joining me today. Oh, Stefan, thank you so much for having me on your show. And I just feel like this is such an important message to be sharing with the world. And I love what you call it, the boom and bust. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> you know, going, 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 achieving, striving, doing, and then all of a sudden totally flattened Isn't and it? not being able to function like we did. And it is, it's just, it's debilitating when it happens. It totally changed my life. Like my whole life, literally, I, I had to let it all go. And yeah, I mean, I literally have been recovering in Bali for five years because that's yeah. <laughs> because I burnt out so badly. So yeah, I'm just really appreciate being on the show and being able to share this message with other people. And it's really for me, it's about burnout prevention, not burnout recovery. And so how can we prevent ourselves from getting there in the first place? But having said that, I mean, that the, the, the absolute cool thing here is that you have been a yoga teacher and that you've been out there talking about holistic uh, ways of living, uh, teaching your clients exactly the work-life balance, all that. And I was exactly the same as a pain physician. I was, I was, ah, oh, I could smell and an, uh, psychosocial stresses from a mile away. I could see depression, anxiety. Could I see it in me? Could I see what I was doing? No. So how did it happen with you? Was there, where, when did you begin to realize that maybe you're burning the candle on both ends at the same time? Well, I think I've always been someone who can, I thrive in, let's say, more challenging times. I don't remember when I was a child and I've always done a lot of dancing. So I started ballet when I was three and then I was modern dancing and Latin and I had all the festivals were always over the same month. It was always in October. <laughs> and I remember my dad saying to me, if it messes up with your schoolwork and if you're not getting your results like you normally do, then we're pulling you out of the festivals and the competitions, and which is fair. And that was always the month that I did the best at school. <laughs> so I just think I'm the kind okay. of person who and I think a lot of us we need a little bit of a deadline or some kind of um yeah some something to get to really get light of fire under our bum and get things going so that's I've always thrived in that kind of environment and except I just I did it all too much and I loved what I did at the time and so it was just too much of what I was doing and it's so ironic burning out as a wellness professional and as a wellness expert and I look back on it now and I just and now I can laugh at about it then I oh, he wasn't laughing but it is it's just and I was calling I called myself the burnt out yogi because 
exactly like you're saying. This is what I was teaching other people. And there's so much that I can go into with the story, which I look forward Mm -hmm. to chatting to you and your listeners about. But Mm -hmm. essentially, I was really doing what I loved. I was doing all my yoga. I was doing meditation. I was, you know, eating well. I was sleep. Well, I actually wasn't sleeping because I had yeah, really bad insomnia at that time. But I was doing all the, the things, the lifestyle habits that we told to do. And I remember even seeing a psychiatrist at one point and I, and I said to her, I don't want to go into medication. What else do you suggest that I do? And she said, well, you're doing all those things that I would have suggested. Mm. You're doing all those lifestyle things. So the fact that I was doing it all anyway, but then still burnt out just shows me how much I was pushing myself. And what I've learned in my whole with my clients in my program is that it's almost like the, the it's expected in of us. And I find, especially women, like having to do it all and be it all, be the right, you know, the, the mother, the, the, the parent, the wife, the successful business owner, the perfect mm-hmm. friend, the daughter, all of these things. And we've just become these superwomen and we feel like we have to be superheroes. And I've actually written a book called Superwoman Unplugged. It's a, a free ebook. I highly suggest you just go and download that and read it. And it's just really why we've got to that point. And I feel like there's so much in society nowadays where being busy has been glorified. Absolutely. And where the more busier you are, the more successful you seem to be. And when I, what I realized why I was actually burning out wasn't around my lifestyle habits. It wasn't because I wasn't doing all those things that like the yoga and the meditation, what I was telling everyone else. It's because of the limiting beliefs that I had. And my biggest limiting belief was that I have to work hard to be successful. Uh-huh. So that was my belief and I got that from my parents working hard means that you can only be successful if you're working hard if you're lying on the couch you're being lazy so having to really (laughs) rewire my brain around that limiting belief is what actually ultimately made me heal or helped me to heal and obviously there's so much that goes into it but that was the one big thing that I realized I needed to switch my brain off not just rest my body. And I needed to rewire the way I was thinking and the way I was living my life. Beautifully said, beautifully said. Having said that, the, the, the way you describe your journey, um, immediately for me, sort of as a, as a functional medicine doctor and as a, as, a, as a sort of more holistic doctor, I'm sort of wondering around that time where there are other things actually coming in. Often enough, women nowadays run around quite anemic. Um, they have got problems mm-hmm. with their vitamins. They've got problems with their iron metabolism, etc. Um was there despite the healthy nutrition that no doubt you have subscribed to um were there any factors there any biological factors that actually played hand in hand with your sort of spiraling out of control definitely and what i've discovered i've also worked out that we need to learn more about ourselves as an individual and how our bodies function because Even though I was a woman in my 30s at that time, you know, there's different things that we all need individually. So, yes, we can look at things from a holistic point of view and from uh, the whole, like what does a woman in her 30s need from vitamins Mm. and and, um, Mm. being able to really support myself nutrition-wise and all of that. But I also realized that the kind of person that I am and my personality also Mm. shifted things. But Mm. going back to your question is very much, I've found out recently since then 
um, mm-hmm. doing a lot of, I've always done a lot of work on myself and, and a lot of healing, really. And as I said, I've been in Bali for the last five years. I put myself on this burnout recovery program, done a lot of um, healing with different healers. And when I was there, we did a, I did a, um, a detox program, mm-hmm. which was, I think it was 40 I can't remember exactly now, 42 days or something, the detox mm. program. And you do all these tests beforehand. So you're checking your, you're doing blood tests, you're doing urine tests. So you're checking all your stats and doing a live blood analysis, which was mm. pretty scary looking at my, my blood, looking at me from the big screen and what it looked like. And, and then, um, then doing this, this amazing detox program and then doing all the tests again afterwards. And the one thing I did discover at that time is that I was anemic. And this was now after my burnout program mm. and my after my burnout healing. Mm. And because I, I, well, I've been vegetarian for 14 years mm. before that, before that. And I really believe in plant-based diet and eating, mm. you know, mm. as, as much as we can, you know, natural, natural foods. But what my body was missing was, um, was iron. Mm. And so people ask me now, they say, you know, are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? And I just tell them, I said, look, I don't put myself into a box. I'm not very good with boxes. <laughs> I like to <laughs> not be put into a box. So I don't um, put myself, I don't label no. myself as vegan or vegetarian. I'm plant-based as much as possible. And then I eat steak twice a month. <laughs> so, and then everybody Perfect. laughs because Perfect. I was like, I Perfect. need to do something that's right for my body. And Absolutely. it took me so long to, for my mindset to shift to going, Oh my word, I'm eating an animal here. And, and, but in the end, this needed to serve me because my fatigue was so debilitating. Absolutely. And in yoga, <clears throat> We talk about ahimsa, which is one of the eight limbs of yoga. And ahimsa is about doing no harm. And of course, my view on that is like doing no harm to animals and doing no harm to the environment. But I realized I was actually harming myself by not giving myself that nutrition that my body really needed. Exactly. And of course, you can get iron from other you know, plant-based um, food and everything as well. But I've experimented so much and I've, I've gone on all the natural versions of it and I know that I, my body just needs that that mm. steak twice a month and so it really is about listening to your body and yeah I mean there's so many I've got a lot of different I mean I'm, I'm, my body was very depleted so I was working with a naturopath mm. to get myself back on track and um, vitamins yeah a whole lot of different I mean I had a whole suitcase my parents because there's some of theirs I couldn't get them in Bali so my parents came over for a visit and literally brought a whole suitcase of vitamins for me so and that took a long time to really heal from the inside out but that was yeah nutrition Mm. is so important Absolutely. And making sure we're supporting ourselves from, from that point of view as well. And especially coming back to the superwoman, a superwoman who is going out there, living her life to the fullest, throwing a few babies out just as, as, as there's nothing and going straight back to the yoga class. Well, yeah, my ass. Um, because inevitably, you are depleted. Your postpartum depletion is something. I mean, you've you've had this garden there, and you've grown the most beautiful, beautiful being in this garden. Can you imagine the soil is depleted? Well, yes. Now it's do that two or three times in a row, and then and do you really look after yourselves? No, 
And we see that again and again and again. So therefore, it's so important that when we talk about burnout, we also talk about the physical side of things, that there are often uh, pure biological things happening in the background. And if you're completely low, in this case, on iron, and therefore the red cells and the red color in the blood is low, you feel like crap. And, you know, therefore, it's one thing to say I'm burned out or are there other things? So I love it that you that you had this journey and explored that in your own body. Brilliant. Definitely. And Stefan, I'd love to talk into that a little bit more because Shoot. and I often, you know, we have this whole concept right now that men and women are equal and this whole feminist, you know, side of things, which I, I believe that, you know, it's a yes, we from a human being point of view, definitely. but. I actually feel like men and women aren't equal. We're complementary. And that's very different because masculine and feminine energy is different. Women are different. We're just built in a different way. And it doesn't mean to say we can't do what men can. We definitely can do that. But, and I talk a lot about this in my ebook, is that we made differently and had this discussion with a friend of mine. He actually lives in Sydney. And when I was there, I was chatting with him. And he was saying, well, you mean that, you know, do you feel like women can't do the same things as men? I said, we can, except that we are made in a different way, biologically. Mm. And I work a lot with cycles of nature. So looking at the seasons, looking at mm. the moon and looking mm. at our own cycles as women. Mm. And as women, there are, you know, certain days of the month where we need to be resting. And that's, you know, when our menstruation cycle comes and mm. I talk, call, talk about it being my, my moon cave time. <laughs> I'm going into my moon cave. Beautiful. And I literally work with this as a business owner, as, you know, everything Mm. that I do, I block out that time in my diary. So three to four days of the month is like, there's nothing planned. And I'm not doing coaching sessions. I'm not doing interviews. I'm not going off and hosting events. Um, Don't socialize. I literally take that time out for me. And of course, like that's just your resting time. And it's natural for us women to be able to do that. And what most women are doing, they're still going out there and they're exercising like crazy and they, they're pushing through and our body physically is not meant to be doing that at that time. Mm-hmm. So that's the time where we really get to rest and to recover. And like you were mm-hmm. saying, so many women go through having children and that's even, you know, so much more intense and don't mm-hmm. give us ourselves that time to recover. And so monthly, we, we get this opportunity to do that. And so I see it as such a blessing because if I my body mm. didn't do that for me and didn't force me to slow down, I would mm. be going at a crazy speed. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> I like one of that. my healers once telling me, saying, Shani, you forget that you are in a woman's body in this lifetime. And he oh, says, nice. you can do everything the same as men can. You're totally capable. You, you have the capacity, but you're in a female body. Yeah. Wow. That was such a big light bulb moment for me. It was such a realization. And using the light bulb analogy says you're trying to put like a thousand watts of energy through a 200 watt bulb. Like, (laughs) Like, okay. I like it. it. I like it a lot. And I think that is so important. Uh, There will be women out there who say that is rubbish. We can do it all. We will do it all. I prove it to you. Yes, you can you can you can push through a lot of things. You can push through fatigue, you can push through your emotions, you can bottle it all up and just put it somewhere. Um, yes, okay. And there might be times when it when it's really needed, when it is all about survival, when it is all about a really fight and flight or freeze kind of, of things. Yes. That's okay. But do you really want to do that all your life? 
or do you actually want to maybe just look at how the hormones are really going through your menstrual cycle for you know you you can just look at books just like any any uh, just go in there menstrual cycle hormones and you see what the waves are doing in your blood do you think they are just sort of washing over you and that's it no so i love it that you actually um pay attention to that and um it is probably a beautiful beautiful thing um i've never met a woman who actually says hey look i actually give myself that grace period that that rest period and it's such a beautiful idea i'm, I'm getting a bit jealous because we don't have a period so <laughs> Although about 10% of the men do actually have PMT, there are actually hormonal changes happening in us as well, cyclical changes, um, but we just don't have the, the official recognition for it. Oh, yes, wow. exactly. But, the, <laughs> but I mean, we're all affected by the moon and the moon cycle happens every month oh. as well. And we've just had this incredible, huge, big, super blue moon. And, huh? and that, I mean, the, the moon is so powerful that it changes tides, it moves the ocean. And if we're more than 70% water, of course, that's going to be affecting us as well. So men can also take some time to rest and use that as their, their cycle instead of yeah, a woman's I'm, menstrual cycles. Well, in medicine, okay, so between you and me and, and shh, just a few thousand people who might listen to that, <laughs> there is, if you look at studies, no, get other way around. Um, we as medical people, we know, oh my God, it's full moon. All the nutters are coming out. We're going to get all the crazies coming to the emergency department. Now, the reality is everyone believes in that. Yet, if you do studies, we actually can't prove it. There's only one one, one uh, catastrophical um, va vascular problem that is increased in full moon and no one knows why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's the only yeah. thing. So we can't prove it, but... Having said it, I, I believe it. I, I believe it. Yes, we are 60, 70% water. So come on. Yeah, uh, totally. Coming back to you, though, I mean, here you were um, as a yogi teaching the, uh, the your sessions. And whilst, of course, it is stressful to teach and it is it is demanding and you of course you're already half with the next group etc no doubt but still you're pulling yourself in you know your breathing techniques you know how to calm your breathing down let your co2 rise therefore calm your systems down did that not go a long way to it help did. you manage the 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 impending burnout it did definitely. And I feel like it might have prolonged the um my I wouldn't say my symptoms, but the the time that it took me to really fully burn out. Um, because I had all these systems and tools and mm. amazing techniques that I was doing. And I mean, essentially, my life at that time, can I give a little bit of a picture of what oh, my yes, please. Life yes, please. <laughs> Because I say yeah, the burnt out jaggy, but sure, I was essentially a business owner and um, manager of people. And when I started, so I've had two major burnout episodes in my life. And I think a lot of the time we look at burnout of being like mental and physical burnout and stress. And so workplace stress, when you do research on, mm -hmm. you know, like um, burnout stats it all comes up as workplace stress and workplace burnout a lot mm. of the, mm. the um, information out there 
So, but my first burnout was actually emotional burnout. So that was when, that was in 2010. This was way before that second burnout happened. And that was, uh, my ex-husband was diagnosed with bipolar two years into our marriage. And so it was a very intense, stressful time trying to get him feeling healthy and well mm. and on the right meds and and he wasn't working mm. so I was then I just started my yoga journey my yoga teacher journey and so I was juggling between being a yoga teacher and being a graphic designer because I come from the advertising world so I was doing both I was working crazy hours trying to keep things going he wasn't working at all and so like supporting and sustaining the business and the, myself and him and, you know, being the right, the dedicated wife and making, coming home and having to deal with, you know, the normal household chores. And eventually my body just shut down. My, I remember my healer or my doctor that I was seeing at the time saying, if I don't, because I'm always do everything naturally first was kind of my, you know, my theory. And, um, but yeah, I got to a point where my body just, just was so, so, so depleted saying that my adrenals had completely been shut down. So that was my first burnout experience and I had to do a lot of healing. I literally, after um, the, the big thing was that I needed to get out of the marriage because I lost myself completely. I was so, it was such a codependent relationship and I was just giving everything to somebody else and not looking after myself at all. And so that was the other limiting belief that I've always had that it's always, I'm always giving to everybody else and not looking after me. So that was the first lesson. And so when I did actually ask for that divorce and I, and I left the marriage, I went traveling for nine months and I went to, to India because I was like, I just want to go to an ashram. I need to just disappear. <laughs> so I went to India, went to Bali. That was the first time I went to Bali and went to Australia for six months because I was actually born in Oz. So I then um, did my, my time in Oz, which I loved. And so did this nine month healing journey which I call was essentially my eat, pray, love journey. That was actually the year that the movie came out. <laughs> I was kind of on that same, that same path. And I called it my follow the sun journey. Like I only wanted sunny places, sunny weather, happy vibes, and did what I could to kind of keep that, um, that energy. And that was my first healing journey. Then I came back. Well, just one Africa. second. May, may I ask yes. you, dear, were you not just running away? Where you, you know, you a lot call, of people have asked me that. Uh, so uh, it's it's, it's devil's apricot here. Come on, I put you on the spot. Totally, I love <laughs> having all these questions and a debate about it. Um, you can look at it that one one way, yes. But um, for me, it was like my I'm, my soul literally knew like you need to get out of the situation mm -hmm. to heal, and I mm -hmm. couldn't do that in the environment that I what I was in mm -hmm. because I needed to totally shift and focus on me and my healing. And I was That's in that space where I was focusing on my clients. I was focusing on the ex-husband. I was worried about my family, my parents mm. and what they had been through. And so I needed to remove myself from that situation and put myself in a safe space mm. where I felt I could just be me and I could just focus on me and I could nurture myself and heal. And so some people and might see it as running away, no, but no, I, no, knew, no. I needed was, to was, reconnect with me. That was a beautiful answer. And that is so important to stress because many people would not take those nine months out because they feel guilty. They feel ashamed. They feel there's all these negative emotions there. And therefore, I wanted to point that out. You are absolutely right. When you're in an airplane and there's an emergency, you put the oxygen mask on yourself first. And most of us don't do that. So therefore, I just commend you on that. And it's so beautiful that how you answered that um and sometimes we just need time out and it's more than just four hours 
for a bit of a snooze, yeah. but it can be totally. actually a complete reset. And that's totally. what you did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's what I did. And then I came back and I was like, I'm all healed and life's going to be amazing. And this is life is so easy now. And that wasn't the case. And I, I literally, that's when I really got into my, into my yoga business because I, I remember coming back and my father saying to me, just go back into advertising. Cause that's what you know. Cause I came back with nothing. I had nothing. I had, I had a little bit of tax money back from Australia from working there. And that was it. And I came back and all my friends, cause I was now, I would say, how old was I then? Probably about 31, 32. I was probably about 32 at that stage. So early thirties and all my friends have beautiful big houses, husbands about to have children, you know, that kind of stage. And I came back and I had absolutely nothing. And it was okay. I either go back into advertising because that's what I know, but my body and my soul were just like, that's going to kill you. You can't, you got out of that life for a reason. You got out of that career for a reason. And I was, I said to my dad, I was like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this yoga thing work. And that was at a stage when no one even knew what yoga really was in South Africa. It was 2011 by then. It was very, I think there was one yoga studio at that stage. And so it wasn't even like I was going into this industry that it is now, this booming wellness industry. I was going into kind of creating and being, yeah, one of these. You know, Slashing person, your own you know, path. Like, exactly. In front of I'm always doing that. Creating. <laughs> Good and on so you. I, I arrived back and I was like, I'm going to make this work. And so I did things differently though. I didn't go and work for a yoga teacher or yoga studio because you're going to make no money doing that. I was like, no, I need to make this work financially for myself as well. Cause now I don't have a husband to rely on. I've got to do this all for myself. And that was when the superwoman mindset first started. I was like, I don't need a man. I'm doing this all on my own. And I built up my yoga business from the ground up. And over four, five, six years, that became a thriving business. And it was amazing. And I was teaching about six yoga classes a day. But you're going to love this because I've now got my six sessions a day, but it's private clients. So I'm driving through to their home. So it's about a half an hour drive before and after. I'm doing corporates as well. Uh, and yeah. I was earning probably double what my friend was earning in design industry. And her and I went to college together. So from a financial point of view, I was really able to support myself as well, which I was really proud of and having built up this, this company. But at that point, I was like, this is not sustainable. And I remember thinking, I can't lie down in Shavasana when, you know, at the end of yoga, you have this beautiful relaxation time. I was like, if I do that with my clients, I'll probably fall asleep. <laughs> Don't lie down during Shavasana. But I remember oh. mentally thinking that to myself. I mean, that's so... So extreme. Yeah, and so I realized I'm also not giving back to my clients. You know, I'm not, it's not fair on them either. And I mean, my clients probably nobody even noticed because of course I'm superwoman and I just make sure I'm doing everything, you know, a thousand percent. But at some point it was, I decided, okay, let me create this more of a business then and I can get other yoga teachers to teach with me and to teach for me. So that's what I did. So over the next few years, built it up as a company and we were doing corporate wellness programs in Johannesburg and Cape Town. I was flying all over the country and I had my yoga studio. We were coaching as well. I had a whole lot of coaches. I think I had like 20 yoga angels at that stage and 10 coaching angels working for me. And I had a whole social wow. media team and people, ladies behind the scenes. And we had offices and it was amazing. It was we were taking people to Bali to on retreats. So I started my retreats in 2013, had such a thriving business and I was changing lives and I was doing what I loved. 
and then decided, wait a minute, this isn't enough. Let's start up another company. <laughs> so I started up another one because this opportunity came along where we got to do, we had exclusive rights to do yoga experiences on top of Table Mountain. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. Okay. And that was magnificent. Sitting mm. on top of the mountain before anybody else is up there. Oh, we wow. got the cable, first cable car up. You on these amazing ley lines of energy. That's where Table Mountain literally sits. And you're watching the sunrise over the city. And the energy wow. when there's only a few of you on this mountain wow. was phenomenal. Phenomenal. So I was like, I can't give that up. So that we opened up a whole new company. I did that with my brother. We're now doing wellness experiences for the tourists coming into Cape Town. And yeah, all of this, what was going on and I had written a book and I was just, you know, pumping out just so much content and all. And then I literally one day, yeah, just couldn't get out of bed. My body was like, no, we're not doing this anymore. And was totally flattened. So yeah, I wasn't just teaching a few yoga classes and to get back to your question, I was, you know, the, the breathing techniques, all those things were helping me, but my life was so full, full oh, of things I loved and socializing and you know, family, but I've started really depleted. I could feel myself getting more and more stressed and more and more depleted. And I totally ignored my body's messages. I was about to say, this is, it doesn't work like that normally. Normally it's sort of, hey, I'm all fine. I'm all fine. Kadunk. Um, it, no, um, in my experience, um, I must say one of the very first things that goes is my empathy. Um, so mm -hmm. when a patient uh, starts, starts, uh, expressing his concerns about his life in other words whining in a negative word and you sort of sit there for a moment and you think you think you have got it bad let me tell you let me tell you <laughs> this kind of lack of empathy that is so common in in the, in in the medical fraternity did you feel feel like that at times too Oh, yes. When you say that, I, I remember looking at all my friends, actually, it comes back to me going to one of my friends. Um, it was her, not her baby shower, it was her uh, bridesmaids event, you know, just before she was getting married and yeah. looking at all of them and going, they all live such good lives and they're all so happy. And I actually realized at that moment, I was like, I'm actually quite depressed, which I don't have that depressed kind of personality. I'm normally all happy and bubbly. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And then being super jealous of all of them. And as you said, then you're losing the empathy. <laughs> you're looking at other people's lives going, but why is their life better than mine? And, and they've got this big house and they've okay. got this amazing husband. Okay. And what have I got in my life? So yes, <laughs> definitely okay. resonate. That. Good. So tick. Full house. Tick. I <laughs> know <laughs> yeah. it's just absolutely. Uh, and it is so hard because you have, we often commit ourselves to these kind of pressures. And mm -hmm. it goes fine for a little while. And then suddenly something external comes in that suddenly adds mm -hmm. on top of it and something goes pear-shaped. Or you've got a uh, out of your 20 angels, one of them turns out to be rather a fallen angel and, and rather an idiot to work with. And then you've got all those kind of things. Oh, and that's the problem. So I found, I found myself again and again throughout my life, at times when I've taken on enough for I'm at capacity and then some shit happens. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's yeah. where I then sometimes find, whoa, uh, even if I don't want to, I need to, to jettison some stuff of my life that I can't do. Um, otherwise it gets too much. Wow. Definitely. 
So there you were. I mean, you had all these obligations, all these opportunities, beautiful opportunities. I mean, Table Mountain at, at sunset, at sunrise, beautiful. Mm -hmm. But then again, you, you're basically getting up at four. Uh, you probably you can't yeah. sleep at night. So you basically yeah. you, you you're running on fumes. <laughs> so and totally, there, totally. So there you are crashing. What happened to your business? Mm -hmm. What's happened to you? What, what I happened? lost everything. Lost everything in my life after that and I, I was making changes you know I could feel as I said I wasn't listening to my body but then started going okay something's not like not not I need to change my life and so I started cutting things down I started cutting down work but then I felt like I didn't want to let other people down as well so I didn't totally change everything I was mm -hmm. doing like the little things that we you know let's not add too much to my diary and but and actually none of that helped and I did a little bit, but I was still, my brain was still, I had still had the companies. I still mm. was busy managing all the people. I still had mm. my employees. I still had yeah, all those people in my life that I was looking after. And I went to Bali. I was running three retreats in a row. Of course, it's not like just one retreat. It's not three retreats flat out. <laughs> and in between, my parents came over for a holiday. In between, my boyfriend came in over for a holiday. So the time that I had in between the retreats, I was still playing tour guide to everybody else and I wasn't actually resting. And so I literally had about three months where I was just like nonstop, just go, go, go in Bali. And at that point, um, I remember my menstruation cycle actually stopped. So for six months, I wasn't menstruating. So my mm -hmm. body was literally telling me that and I was like oh my word what if I'm pregnant I cannot have a baby in this moment and I mean that was also I was in my 30s late 30s and it's also a pain in the back of my mind I should be having a baby right now I should be you know the clock's ticking all these things that you're still thinking of and so that's also a stress so that's you know playing on my mind at that of stage course. and I had an incredible boyfriend at the time and he was really supportive and but then I went over to Bali and um, yeah. And after my, actually, I there was one moment when I was collecting the third lot of ladies at the airport and I was standing there waiting for them. And I actually fainted because I was so depleted. I had to sit down. I had nausea. I, you know, that feeling when you faint and you feel so like clammy and I felt so fatigued and nauseous and I had to sit down and breathe. And I remember just thinking to myself, just, you know, like, you got this, you got this, you got this, put on your big girl panties. You can, you know, you just, you have to now host a whole, you know, week long retreat for these ladies. And so, and of course I made it all happen and I pulled all the, the, you know, all the tricks out of the hat and got people to help and support me. And, you know, in the end, it was an incredible retreat, but by the end of that, I was like, I'm done. Like, and I rested between some time in an ashram for a few days and I just slept the whole time. I was like, no, there's something more here. <laughs> something more that I need to do it's not just a little bit of rest or sleep yeah. and so often I think people get confused or they're not confused but they they think that being stressed is also burnout burnout is like the long-term version of a little bit of stress in your life and just that it just accumulates so much and Absolutely. so I literally got to a point where I was like it's not just about doing a few bubble baths and massages and <laughs> a little bit of healing or cutting a few things out of my diary. My whole life needs to change. And that was that defining moment was like, I need to redesign my life. So <laughs> that wow. was the big moment. And wow. I changed everything. I no. connected let, with the boyfriend. Let me, let mm -hmm. me stop there. Let me stop you there. Um, because 
the transformation, of course, I'm keen to know. But right now you're still going through hell, but you, you have to hang in there. So any any uh, things that maybe you're not so proud of um, with regards oh, to yes. how to escape your reality? Um, because, I mean, they're all kind of beautiful things from coffee to alcohol to the Colombian marching powder. Um, <laughs> I've spoken to many people who've done many of these things, including yogis who, who turned up drunk to their session because that was the only way that they basically could keep it together. Were you tempted in, in, in any of these ways? It's such a great question. And thank you so much for asking me that. And I think it's so important that we discuss this because it also makes, you know, it makes us seem we, we're real, we're real human beings. And yeah. how do we handle life when life gets tough? And as humans, we're not always going to be, well, we're not perfect and we don't need to try and be that way. And yeah, at that time, I, well, to be honest, I've never done drugs in my life. So that was not even on my radar. I've done, okay. since then, I've done beautiful, um, you know, plant medicine journeys and ceremonies and things, mm. but for mm. different reasons. But I remember so many people saying to me, like hearing my story and my journey when I was on my father, the son journey going, wow, you know, it's so commendable that you haven't got into you know, gone down that route of, of drugs or addiction. And I had a friend who was going through a very difficult time in her life and she landed up being addicted to cocaine. And I realized how easy it would have been for me. Mm. But I think my mother just scared me to death about drugs. So I was never, I've never touched them. Like literally, I was so petrified. So that never even came into my radar. Excellent. But, Excellent. Um, okay. But I mean, we come in, we, you know, living in South Africa, it's a very big um, culture of drinking amazing wine and wine and beer and things. So it's just a normal, you know, everyday exactly. existence. Exactly. And so I was, I was still drinking alcohol and I found that um, at that time, my body wasn't handling it as much though. Oh. So I was, I, you know, just, I, I actually started drinking less because I was so scared of how, like uh. not being able to remember things and having blackouts. Uh. I was like, okay, I need to actually not touch, well, not, not touch that stuff. But also I find living in Bali and when you're there, especially living in a boat, it's an alcohol kind of free environment. So mm. everybody's doing other things. We go ecstatic dancing and we do all this amazing stuff. And that's not around, it's a different lifestyle, different culture. So it's not revolving around alcohol. So that's why that for me was a really good space to be in. But I'd say the biggest thing for me was feeling like I was letting people down. And okay. um, so I, like that was my hardest thing is that I just, I just literally left my my company, my clients, and just like I need to focus on my healing and I just disappeared. And so I feel like that I really didn't do a good job of that. <laughs> of, of, it was kind of to save my soul, but I I just felt like I, I had let people down. And actually there's a, a section here that I'd love to read. It was um it's in my blog that's on my website. It's a journal entry from 2018. And this was that moment where I said I needed to redesign my life and I was now in Bali going what do I do what do I do with my business what do I do with my relationship what do I do with my life and I've written here going I'm sitting on the fence of my old life and this new one I'm about to create it's like I know that once I jump off and run into the sunset oh it would feel so good to be able to run again I head towards a new me and I won't be coming back so it's a little scary I'm afraid of whom I'll be letting down who I'll be leaving behind 
and all the FOMO I'll have when I'm missing out on the happenings back at home. Mm. However, I know I need to make this decision. I know it's going to alter the course of my life forever. I know some people won't understand, but I have my body shouting at me and my soul begging. So I know that if I don't put myself first and look after me, I will spiral further down into the abyss. I have a choice and I choose me. Beautiful. And I think that, thank you. I think mm. that was the biggest, most difficult decision. Also mm. leaving my husband is that I lost relationships. I lost friendships. I've got people who still won't speak to me now because of that choice that I made. And that was the hardest thing is going, I'm choosing me. And so and my whole life I've chosen everybody else. And so choosing me was a big, a big shift. And um, yeah, I'd say it wasn't really about addicted to other things. It was more about my addiction was people pleasing. So how did I, I had to let that go. Beautiful. But as with every major change, as with every major transformation, you are growing often exponentially in such a way that you, that other people are maybe jealous, scared, and certainly have no idea what you have just gone through. Um, the growth that you have just gone through, the post-traumatic growth um, for someone who hasn't gone through the darkness and has suddenly experienced the light at the other side, um, they will never know what the hell you are talking about. So therefore, uh, I can see that. And um, you have reinvented yourself. Having said that, totally. that was that was 2017, 2018, you were just saying. 18. There. Yeah. So it's yeah. interesting. So that was still the time when when Bali was uh the you know party festival of 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 uh, um of Australia. Um so lots of booze yes. to us coming across. <laughs> um and then yeah. there you were starting in Bali, and then surprise, surprise, let's have a major pandemic coming through. Okay, that would have been a very interesting place to be. Well, first of oh, all, yes. when you when you found yourself, oh, well, you went to to Bali. So did you actually just stay in Bali? Um, so you had your free your free um, back to back workshops, um, and then did you just say, well, stuff to back the return ticket? Yeah. So the, the idea was doing the retreats and then going back to Cape Town and yeah. continuing with my life. That literally yeah. burnt me out. And I was like, no, I can't do that. And so I contacted my boyfriend at the time and said, I'm not coming back. And wow. we need to, I need to focus on healing myself. And I can't do that in a relationship because I had nothing left wow. to give. I had nothing else to give to anybody wow. else. And so ended that. And it was a beautiful relationship. But um, wow. yeah, ended that. And then was like, okay, what to do with my clients? And so just um, told my communicated with my close clients that I needed to stay in Bali to heal. Mm. Most of them didn't even realize I was burnt out of what I was going through. <laughs> so I was like, I just need, I just need some time yeah. and space. And then I actually sold my company, which I called follow the sun in the end. And I sold that to one of my ladies that was on the last retreat. So that worked out really beautifully because, and I really feel like I have my angels looking after me so mm. much in my life, but she came on and she could see that, you know, I could really use some support because I was doing everything myself. And so we were going to then be 50-50 partners. And I thought, you know what? I'm still going to take on that responsibility of the business. So I actually then said, no, you take it all and sold my business to her, which it could at least fund me, you know, mm. having a few, well, a few months really of being able to look after myself and not have mm. to worry financially. And then um 
and just totally stopped Cape Town yoga experiences. So I had to let those people down Table Mountain say, we're not doing this anymore. Let my brother down saying, I can't do this. And when would that would just start it? So there was nothing really to sell yet. So we just said, okay, we're just shutting that down. And yeah, friends, I went off social media for a year. I just totally disconnected from the whole world and mm. left my, told my family I'm not coming back and just like, I need to just focus on healing. And mm. I didn't know how long it was going to take. I said, I'm here until I feel like I need to, yeah, so I can come back and feel better. And I remember doing research at the time of how long it takes to heal from burnout. And <laughs> there was one article I read that said between three months and two years, and I remember going, two years, I don't have two years. No, I'm going to be like the fastest healing burnout recovery person ever. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Are you, we need to do some genetic testing. I think we two are very, very related, honestly. And it's scary. You you say words that come out of my mouth normally. So that's scary. Okay, I understand exactly. But here you were in Bali. I mean, uh, where did you live? How did you live? You probably had a resort which you had used for your your, uh, workshop, but typically they cost a little bit. So where did you end up? So I found myself a little homestay, which is really, you know, they call it compounds in Bali. They've got Balinese families that rent um, rooms out. And... Yeah, essentially found us one space. It was lovely, very simple, very simple. I didn't have a whole lot of stuff with me. I obviously had with me what I had to be on my retreats. And what I love is that living a life in Bali, you don't need stuff. You don't need, you can live a simple life there. Well, actually, we can live a simple life anyway. But um, yeah, I was just like, I, and I, I mean, at the time, actually, I got out of my my um, space, my home in Cape Town just before this. So I think I kind of knew that this might be going on in the back of my mind. And so I was just like, I'm not going back and focused. I put myself on my own burnout healing and recovery program. And I started because essentially it was about changing habits and changing how I was living my lifestyle. And so often we hear, you know, changing a habit is, takes 21 days. And I did so much research and found out that actually it takes about 66 days. So I thought, okay, well, let me give myself that amount of time. Mm. And so each week I was working with, I did like a weekly program that I created for myself and working with naturopaths, working with kinesiologists, working with acupuncturists, working with Balinese healers. I couldn't really do much yoga because my physically was just, uh, it was impossible. I was in so much pain and so depleted. Um, so yeah, just working with a lot of healers at that time and mm. created this, this program. And actually what I did is I filmed it every week. I was filming my, what I was doing and how I was feeling and journaling because I remember thinking there's other people in the world who I'm sure are feeling this way and that are also going through something similar. Mm. I know I'm going to be able to help them. I know that my story is not unique and that going through this process, I can support other people as well. And I, of course, now I can't remember what it felt like at that stage, but then going back and reading my blogs and reading my journals, like, I can't believe that was me and not being able to like any noise which my body was just like, it couldn't handle noise. It couldn't handle lights. It couldn't handle, I couldn't, I literally could do one thing a day and that was going to get groceries and coming home. And I spent the rest of the time in bed. So for a month, I was literally bedridden and not being able to do anything so yes had this beautiful well it was just a tiny little one bedroom villa and healed essentially there and spent this Mm. 10 week 
um, experience really, and I can see the difference week to week when I, and this is all on my blog. So everybody can go and have a look and watch the videos. I'm literally crying in the first video. <laughs> Can't believe I put that on YouTube, but um, I really feel like it was, it's something that people need to see because now I'm back to my normal, happy, healthy self. And I look so different, even just physically look mm. different. And that was the start of the healing process and being able to not only rest my body, but rest my mind, switch my mind off from all of the things that mm. were going on there from running so many businesses and mm. being responsible for so many things and going, okay, what do I need to do now to heal, get off social media, all of those things. And just, yeah, totally redesign my life. Wow. And I love it that you point out that it takes so much longer than we like it to. We are still living, not still, we are increasingly living in a society that wants immediate gratification, immediate, I want it now, I want it yesterday, I want it all. I don't know what I want, but I want it all yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and it's just, oh my God. My wife had a, she was a sort of a lecturer at, at our university here and she completely burned out. And after she, she re, uh, retired from that, once she stopped working there, she was for a year lying on the couch, um, burned out pretty much in, in a fetal position. And it was uh, pretty much the better part of a year. So I think it's so important that we stress that, that, we because people are pushing through and pushing and pushing and pushing they we we don't allow ourselves the frequent breaks that we actually do require that we do need often enough there are so many factors coming together to give us lousy sleep which then follows through with not so great nutrition and then you sort of drop your exercise and then then by the time you've blinked you've you've completely forgotten to look after yourself and it's not surprising so it will take time to actually come out the other end but i think it's so important that we stress that you can come out the other end that we expect you to come out the other end that you can look forward it's possible absolutely yeah. absolutely it is it is when i say expect not as a duty or something you have to do but actually something that naturally happens when you start looking after yourself when you start actually listening to your body you said that earlier so so eloquently uh, it is so important uh, our body gives us messages they often give us messages of pain of of discomfort of dis-ease um you were pay, uh, using the word pain a few times what kind of pains did you have what did your body tell you actually my body was it was aching all of the time mm. so you know that fluey kind of feeling where your muscles and your bones ache like that was constant and i felt nausea i just i mm. felt seasick you know that seasick or that motion sickness mm. where you got that nausea all of the time that was there 24 hours a day so even mm. if i was lying in bed resting i still felt all of that and emotionally i was just a mess i was crying i was mm. i felt useless i felt like lack of self-worth lack of confidence lack of all of that just lack mm. lack 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 and mm. fear so mm. much fear so much fear them like especially around the future what's going to happen mm. how and i remember almost being at this rock bottom point going 
I just need to heal. I don't actually even care what I'm going to be doing in the world and how I'm going to make a difference in the world and what work's going to happen or where the finance is going to come from. I, I actually just couldn't even think of all of that. I just needed to heal my body. Mm. And yeah, the, there was that that pain and especially around my kidneys because you know, studying now a lot of traditional Chinese medicine, that's where our battery centers are of our body mm. and kidneys were so depleted. Obviously, that's where our adrenals mm. are as well. Mm. Depleted, depleted. And so always have this like this aching back, this back pain. And mm. I was reading in my blog now as well, looking at um, I felt like this pain at the back of my heart space, so between my shoulder blades, that was always mm. aching. Mm. And realizing that was me also feeling like I'm not supported. So all these things that you look back on and going, wow, that's, and actually I had like bleeding gums and my mm. teeth were sore. Like there's so many things and mm. constant headaches, dizziness. If I stood up, because I've also got low blood pressure as well. If I stood up too quickly, I would faint. And I mean, for mm. someone who's always mm. been physically active and being able to exercise, I couldn't do one sun salutation in yoga or one set of movements without falling feeling like I was going to pass out or faint and so <laughs> like I and people yeah. say oh you must do yoga I actually recommend people that are so burnt out like I was I couldn't do I couldn't yeah. even do yoga even mm. yin yoga was quite excruciating because you're holding the poses for long so there's so much here and this is where I find so much value and what my clients see because I do beautiful coaching programs to support you know the women and men as well that are going through this process of healing yeah. but so many of them have said to me, I've come to you because you've been there. Mm, exactly. Because you felt how I feel. You know, because exactly. they'll say something. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember the dizziness. Or I remember the stars, <laughs> seeing stars everywhere. And and oh. so I can I can really, they can, we can all relate to each other. And so it really, I feel, is so helpful. It's not just a doctor or this guru saying you need to do this and this and this in your life. It's like, okay, wait, I've been there. I know how you feel. <laughs> I think that's really important. <laughs> So true, so true. I think I want to pick up on that pain for a moment because there are two things come to my mind. Firstly, on the one hand, you were actually a textbook diagnosis of fibromyalgia. So if I wanted to give you a medical label, then everything hurts, foggy head, sleep disturbance, mood yeah. down, appetite shit. Well, that's that's fibromyalgia. Thank you very much. Full house here. It yeah. Nicely pigeonholed into a thing. Um, and um, yeah, you will never get better. Yeah, about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's, on the one hand, there is sort of sometimes the mistake of accepting labels for something to be permanent, when essentially it can be your body just saying, hey, can we finally deal with what is really Im important? And in your case, it was the burnout. In other cases, it was it or it is maybe far more related to to adverse childhood ex, uh, experiences um, or to other trauma that has accumulated um, within their life or intergenerationally. There is so much that can contribute to you being you here and now, my goodness. So therefore, it is so lovely to hear that kind of more holistic thing. And and the fact that you were not pigeonholed into one label of sorts, but you actually said, hey, I need time to rest. I need time to heal. Yes. 
And that's um, so true what you're saying. And I think nowadays, like people don't know, there's not a one diagnosis of mm. burnout. It mm. literally, it manifests in different ways yeah, for different exactly. people. I have found though that a lot of the time, like my thyroid was out as well. So I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. I mean, exactly. women, that's very common. Um, mm. that, that's uh, adrenal fatigue, um, IBS was another thing that they said I had all these things but I remember going to a specialist physician because of course I was trying all the natural routes my parents were like yeah. no we're going to take you to a proper doctor we need to know what's going on here and I sat in his office for an hour crying I literally cried the whole time and he was questioning me and asking me all these things and we did all the medical checks and I got not even a phone call I got an email from him saying you're all fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with you because I didn't have HIV. I didn't have cancer. I didn't have diabetes. Uh -huh. I didn't have all exactly. the big things that they were looking exactly. for. So in his mind, I was fine. And then he said, oh, here's a, a number for a psychologist. Go and see her and she can put you on some medication. And that I feel is the solution for so many people or what they're being told. Yeah. Oh, he has a pull for that. And a lot of the time it shows up as depression. This yeah. is how a lot of people yeah. are yeah. really, the burnout is manifesting as anxiety and depression. Yeah. And when I, I remember seeing one of my healers and he said, you're not depressed. You, this was after the, um, when I was in the ashram in Ayurveda, he said, you're not depressed, you're sad. And that was after the divorce. I was like, yeah, that's true. It's like, I just, obviously I feel sad. I've just got divorced. Mm -hmm. And one of the other healers was, you know, it's just your, your mind you're too busy kind of thing. So the, the, the natural healers, the, the Balinese healers, all the alternative healers, we're seeing things in a different way. Mm. And I think if I kept on only seeing the, the Western kind of doctors, it would have been pigeonholed then. Of, mm. Okay, you've got these symptoms, so you've got this diagnosis, and now you're never going to heal. Mm. And I also think there's something in that where a doctor is telling you this, it's difficult to not believe that then. Mm. And then in my mind, I would have been like, oh, okay, now I've got this medical disease. I'm never going to heal from mm. that. Yep. And right. because I didn't have that, I was like, okay, now I'm going to just do things yeah. my own way. Yeah. <laughs> think, and I think it is so important that we that we accept that we are, um, that we humans are essentially uh, weird, weird, thing a weird being that has heaps of energy going on so therefore maybe um energy healing modalities um acupuncture for example chinese medicine is is a lot about the, the getting the flow of chi of energy going um that certainly has something um to it and it may well be an approach that assists you. Um, a functional medicine approach where we look at the root causes of what is really going on. I loved it that you were pointing to your fire rate, to your um, to other hormones, to the role of your gut, the IBS. In this case, I'm sure if we were to analyze your gut microbiome, there were huge discrepancies and Lot not very happy yeah. correct mm -hmm. so that would have been going on and all these systems are feeding off each other so a, a a crazy gut microbiome unfortunately will feed back to the brain and will not make you a happy bunny um it will mm -hmm. the stress will impact the gut the stress will impact the thyroid there's all that comes together so sometimes for for the western medicine where we actually try to find something that okay that is it and we can give a pill or we can cut it out or something like that in the extreme version um that often doesn't fit whilst a more system-wide approach uh might be of better better use for you let's put it like that as generally but 
don't forget the Western medicine because sometimes all right. these these kind of symptoms that you just described could be some really nasty stuff, uh, yes. uh, a tumor in your thyroid or something like that. So let's rule out the nasty stuff. Um, so whilst I, there's something to be said about a bedside manner of the specialist that you've seen there. Uh, I know. <laughs> but at least I got those results knowing that nothing else was wrong. Nothing exactly. Was wrong, which is important. Exactly. Yes. So yet, interestingly enough, I would love to, to go into your 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 blood tests, etc., to actually have a look. Because what we in Western medicine, what we often have is these kind of cutoffs in blood tests, and we say mm. above there, definitely disease below there that's normal so therefore you must be normal yet you yes. might actually within that range you should be here but you're here so why are you that it's those kind of and things. that's exactly what happened because those tests i took to my naturopath when i was doing my burnout recovery program and i showed her and she said okay we're going to test your thyroid again and i did more tests uh -huh. we tested my thyroid and she said yes according to if you're looking at the bigger kind of broader spectrum, my thyroid was fine, but she did a more detailed um, test and she said, yeah, this is where we can see where you are out of balance and where you have this thyroid issue. My and if, so if we hadn't have gone into more detail, then I wouldn't have known that. And Beautiful. so, and of course, when a doctor tells you you're fine, then you're like, okay, but I, I knew, I was like, my body, is, I'm not fine. There's something yeah. wrong here and I don't yeah. know what it is. And that's where I always, I, I'm not saying, Western medicine is bad, not at all. I think it's amazing. And what we've achieved over the last, you know, 100 years has been incredible. But it's about if, it, if something doesn't feel right to you in your gut, doesn't matter if it's doctor telling you or a healer or a naturopath, mm. doesn't matter. Just trust your gut, trust mm. your intuition and get yeah. a second opinion. Go Absolutely. to other places, try different Absolutely. things. And I mean, at some point in my life, I have been on antidepressants. I mm. needed to do that when I was going through my um, divorce and I needed that to get me out of the hole and for my brain to be able to work again because I was in such a bad space mm. but I also knew that I'm not going to be on these for the rest of my life and I took myself off to an ashram and I got off those in a healthy way with an Ayurvedic doctor helping me and Good giving me the Ayurvedic version that could support me which is all natural so nice. there's ways like we need sometimes need those things mm. but i don't believe that having a pull every single day of your life is going to serve you at all and mm. so you might need it in different situations but then what you've got to get to the root of what it is otherwise it's just a band-aid and so many people mm. are, are going through and this is how i felt it's like i'm not actually depressed i was exhausted mm. And I feel like that's happening with so many people. It's maybe not depression, it's just exhaustion. We're depleted. So mm. what do we need to do to then let go? And this is part of my program. And like the mm. first step is letting go. <laughs> Got to let go of what is draining our energy and what is not serving us. Sure Sometimes can. it's a husband. You never know what it Ooh, is. Ouch. <laughs> I know that's a bit harsh. But, um, no, it's, but it's, it's a cliche. But, no, no, no. It's a cliche, but sometimes it is actually so true. Uh, because yeah. toxic relationships are far more common than we like to admit. And so many couples maybe stay in a relationship where maybe really they shouldn't. Um, the problem is that, that, again, I mean, who learns nowadays to communicate? Who has yeah. nowadays got 
the time to actually explore their own emotions and feelings and works with them. There's so much that we don't do. And then we expect this kind of Coca-Cola sweet kind of marriage uh, where, you know, there's always sunshine and we're all laughing full of energy. Uh, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> doesn't work that way. And yeah. that's exactly essentially my program is looking at your whole life because it's not just one thing so yeah. over the five steps we look at your lifestyle habits which is what we've been talking about now our yeah. lifestyle habits and health and making sure that you are eating well you know all the nutrition yeah. lifestyle habits that we're chatting about now yeah. is important but then step number three is around your work and your purpose and your your yeah. your job you know how do you feel about that so many yeah. people wake up in the morning and just feel like this empty feeling or this heaviness about having to go to work and then looking at your relationships is step number four and making mm. sure that you're in a relationship that is supporting you, that is, um, it's not only about others, it's also about your own self-love and your mm. self-worth. And mm. then how do you then share that with and create this beautiful conscious relationship with mm. another person or other people? Mm. And then the last step is about um, your abundance. Like how can we really tune into that abundance and just receive all these mm. gifts from the universe? So looking at your whole, all the different areas of your life, because I mm. feel like they feed into each other and like you were just saying now about relationships if that's draining and depleting you then you're going to feel your energy levels mm. um really drop as well so we've got to look mm. at everything to mm. how do we balance it all out beautiful 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 no you're so right it is uh there is so much we can do and sometimes we get so busy running our rat races that we simply don't never stop to listen and sometimes it needs a burnout for you to literally crash and burn and mm -hmm. that you finally stop and listen. Sometimes, so if, if you are already coming close to that point or if you just have gone through a burnout and down in the dumps, I congratulate you. I congratulate you guys out there because you are now at a point where change can actually happen. With you in, on the hamster wheel, you had no time to actually make any changes, any meaningful changes. You were maybe play, uh, paying lip service. Maybe you just bought another um, CD with some course or another new book of the newest kind of thing that you then don't read. Or if you read that, you then don't implement. Um, been there, done that. <laughs> so it, ta it takes time to... It takes... It takes something to make you stop. This can sometimes be an injury. This can sometimes be a new disease. That disease may very well be a manifestation of all the crap that is going on within you. So it is, whatever it is, uh, start listening to your body. And if you, if you are at a point where you think, hey, I think I can do with some help, you know, what could you guys maybe do wrong with, getting in touch with Shani. I mean, Shani seems to be a woman that she that has been there, been there, done that, vomited on the t-shirt. Um, so, <laughs> so bottom line is, so, you know, um, why do you need to reinvent the wheel? Maybe get in touch with someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Shani, if, if people gel with you and, and if people want to hear more about you, where can they find you? The easiest is that they can go into my website, which is shinyquinn.com and connect with me there through Instagram. I'm on Instagram often, so Instagram and Facebook or LinkedIn. 
Um, but I would say, yeah, I'd love them to download the the ebook actually, because that's the beginning of the story. And it's a it's a quick read. It takes 20 minutes. It's beautifully designed. So of course it's all very pretty as well. And they I also share my five steps there. So essentially the ebook is called Superwoman Unplugged, which is the five simple steps to live your best life by doing less. And so I share those steps in there. And then, yeah, then they'll be getting weekly wellness tips from me by email. And so we can just, you know, they can just really kind of get a bit of a more of a sense around what it is I do, how I do it. But essentially, I would love to offer your listeners out there a free 30-minute coaching call as well. So Mm -hmm. they're welcome to connect with me on that. As I said, that's also on the website. And um, just to just to chat to go okay this is where I am right now mm-hmm. I, I want to be there how do I get there and mm-hmm. I can see if I can help support them I've got online courses I've got a burnout to bliss online course which is only $47 super easy um, or I've got my 10-week life transformation program mm-hmm. which they can either do online or they can do a three-month full coaching program with me where we change all those aspects of their lives mm-hmm. and so that they are living their best life but in a way that is serving them and that is yeah, by doing less and by being more of who they are and aligning more with themselves and their purpose and their 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 life that is that is the best version of what they can be for themselves. Mm. And so I would love to set up a call and I'm available and I'm so passionate about what I do. And like you were saying, Stefan, I feel like my burnout was the biggest gift that ever yeah. happened to me because it totally changed my life. Yeah. And I would have just been on another trajectory. Like right now, I'd probably have three kids and be like running around frazzled and just doing things in a certain way, which was always about giving to everybody else. And because of this, my life is so different and it's so unconventional. I've literally lived mm. on a tropical island for the last five years and I don't have kids. And I feel like this is now actually the my path and my purpose in life is that I can share. I've got the time and the energy because my health is good. Don't mm. have children to, um, to be responsible for. And I, my mission is now to spread this message and to reach as many people that I can in the world and support as many people as I can. So this is now obviously the path that I was meant to be on and the burnout has really supported me to do that. Mm. And how can I help other people so they don't Mm. get to that rock bottom space as well. So yeah, connect with me via, you know, on, as I said, on Instagram or on my website, but I'd love to hear from your listeners Mm. and if they're needing any support, I'm here for them. Brilliant. Guys, look down there into the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast. Um, All the links are down there. You know, what have you got to lose? Go for it. Whilst you're down there, hit the like and the subscribe button um, so that you don't miss any more information, any more cool interviews that I'm doing. Um, It is uh, an honor for me to have such beautiful guests as Shani here on because Mm -hmm. we can we can be open, we can be honest with each other. And it's like a brother and sisterhood um, of people who have gone through trauma and through through darkness and have now come out the other end and are transforming. And this post-traumatic growth is, is something really addictive. So I'm still an addict. Um, uh, nowadays, <laughs> I, I'm addicted to growing. I'm addicted to learning, to 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 being, to developing into a new human. And 
that is exciting. So uh, my my invitation is here for all of you. Come along on the ride. Uh, it is an amazing, amazing journey. Um, so yes, please be infused by Shani, be infused by me. And who knows, maybe one day I've got you on my show. Maybe one day you are writing back and say, you know, Shani, that interview, that was really what I needed to hear. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Feed it back to me, to me and Shani, if you want to know, yeah. because we, 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 send you all the energy out there for you to to really transform into this this best version of yourself shani you're a gorgeous woman thank you so much for being a guest on my show you certainly made me think you made me reevaluate certain things so i've grown in that hour i'm very very grateful for yeah. that <laughs> well i'm very grateful for you having me on the show and being able to just really share and spread the message of, yeah, yeah. Just really bring more of that yin energy and that gentle energy (laughs) and being able to live this life that we love. And maybe I see you in Bali one day. I would love that. So I'd love to meet up with you in human form, but it was so (laughs) lovely to see you online. So thank you so much. Fantastic. And you guys out there, look after yourself. Bye. Bye. I never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Turn around.